Hello and welcome to the July 14th episode of 10. My name is Ryan and I will be your host today. Today I will report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world such as the Trump administration withdrawing its proposal to ban foreign students who are taking online-only classes at American universities. Grant Amara the longtime host of Mythbusters died from a brain aneurysm yesterday at the age of 49, Ford has brought back their popular Bronco off-road vehicle after 25 years, and much more. In our first story of the day, the Trump administration on Tuesday said it is withdrawing a proposed rule that would have forced foreign students to return home if the college courses they were enrolled in were to be held entirely online when colleges reopen in the fall. ICE announced last week that those on F-1 and M-1 student visas would need to leave the U.S. or transfer to another college if their schools offer classes entirely online when they reopen in the fall. If they do not, they could face deportation proceedings. But the administration said it was rescinding the rule as a court hearing was getting underway on a lawsuit challenging the rule by Harvard University and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. A coalition of 17 states and the District of Columbia on Monday announced they were also suing the Trump administration in an effort to block the policy. In some very sad news, Grandi Mauro, the longtime host of Discovery Channel's Mythbusters, died from a brain aneurysm yesterday at the age of 49. Along with his Mythbusters fame, Mauro was known for starring on Netflix's White Rabbit project. He became popular in Hollywood for his talents in electronics. Carrie Byron and Tori Bellisai were co-hosts with Amara on Mythbusters and White Rabbit Project. Both said they are heartbroken and stunned by the recent death of their colleague and friend. Fans and colleagues of Amara have expressed their shock and sadness. In international news, a third of Bangladesh is underwater after some of the heaviest rains in a decade, officials said. Almost 4 million people have also been hit by monsoon floods in South Asia. The monsoon, which usually falls from June to September is crucial to the economy of the Indian subcontinent, but also causes widespread death and destruction across the region every year. The flood started late last month, and after briefly easing continued to worsen, destroying crops and driving people from their homes in several impoverished regions. The heavy rains have swollen two main Himalayan river systems, the Brahmaputra and the Ganges, that flow through India and Bangladesh. In international relations news, China's government has announced that it will impose sanctions on a group of U.S. politicians, including Senators Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz, in response to U.S. sanctions which take aim at Beijing's treatment of Uyghur Muslims and other minorities. China's foreign affairs spokesperson Hua Chunying said on Monday that China would place unspecified sanctions on Rubio and Cruz, as well as Republican politicians Samuel Brownback and Chris Smith. All of those politicians have been vocal critics of the Chinese Communist Party and have urged President Trump to take a tougher line on Beijing, particularly against the mass detention camps of Uyghur Muslims and other minorities which Beijing runs in Xinjiang province. Rubio and Cruz both reacted to the announcement with indifference. China also announced sanctions against the U.S. Congressional Executive Commission on China, a group of senators and officials which monitors human rights in China. It comes amid rising tensions between Washington and Beijing over issues including trade and human rights which have seen both administrations engage in an escalating series tit-for-tat sanctions. In stock news, stock futures climbed higher in overnight trading on Tuesday after Moderna said its coronavirus vaccine produced antibodies in all patients in an early trial, raising hope for a faster economic recovery. Futures on the Dow Jones Industrial Average jumped 300 points pointing to a 270-point gain at Wednesday's open. 
The S&P 500 futures and the Nasdaq 100 futures rose 0.8% and 0.5%, respectively. Biotech Moderna's potential vaccine to prevent COVID-19 produced a robust immune response, or neutralizing antibodies, in all 45 patients in its early-stage human trial. Shares of Moderna surged more than 16% in after-hours trading on Tuesday. In military news, the fire on the USS Bonhomme Richard in San Diego is still burning but firefighters have made significant progress toward putting it out. The situation on the amphibious assault ship is stable and there is no threat of fire to the tanks that carry the approximately 1 million gallons of fuel on board. At least 61 people, 38 sailors and 23 civilians, sustained minor injuries including heat exhaustion and smoke inhalation. Firefighters are fighting two fires, one forward and one aft. The main fire was at the front of the ship, which firefighters initially fought externally because of the heat of the fire. The ship's flight deck and superstructure were damaged by the fire, which caused the forward mast to collapse. The ship was docked in San Diego for maintenance when the fire broke out on Sunday. Sailors were beginning to fight the fire when a subsequent explosion caused the vessel to be evacuated. In school news, getting children back to in-person learning is important for their social well-being, but the key to reopening classrooms during the coronavirus pandemic is masks the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said Tuesday. Dr. Robert Redfield, said everyone should work together to find common ground for reopening in a way that is safe and comfortable with people. He said the CDC is presenting options for school systems, and will release some additional resources this week on how to reopen schools. Some students, he said, will need homeschooling because of medical issues, but the goal is to have face-to-face -face interaction five days a week. The CDC is especially concerned about the well-being of high school students. Most U.S. parents say it would be risky to send their children back to school in the fall. In automotive news, it has been 25 years since the last Ford Bronco was made. Ford is bringing the brand back, with the unveiling of three new off-road-oriented SUVs under the Bronco name. At an online event Monday night, Ford introduced the 2021 Bronco, which will come in a two- and a four-door version and the smaller Bronco Sport. The new Broncos are engineered for hard off-road driving and include features designed to make it easier to get far from civilization and even stay there for a while. The Bronco will compete directly with Fiat Chrysler's Jeep line of off-road vehicles. The market for rugged SUVs, which Jeep currently dominates, is growing twice as fast as SUVs overall. Like the Wrangler, both the two- and four-door Bronco will have a removable roofs and doors. Buyers will be able to choose either a hard roof that can be removed in sections, a cloth top, or both. Unlike the Wrangler, though, the Bronco's doors will fit inside the vehicle after being removed. Prices for the two-door Bronco will start at about $28,500 and $33,200 for the four-door. Ford has not yet announced pricing for the four-door Bronco or the Bronco Sport. In court news, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was hospitalized Tuesday for a possible infection. The 87-year-old received treatment at the Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore after experiencing fever and chills. She underwent a procedure to clean a bile duct stent and will stay in the hospital for a few days. Ginsburg, the oldest Supreme Court justice, has endured a range of health issues in recent years. In January, she said she was cancer-free after undergoing treatment for what was likely pancreatic cancer last year. The year before, she underwent treatment for cancerous growths on her lungs.
Ginsburg and the rest of the court just concluded a flurry of work, issuing rulings on President Donald Trump's financial records, LGBTQ rights, abortion rights and the president's efforts to shut down the Obama-era program to shield dreamers from deportation, among other topics, in a two-week period. In sports news, the NBA enacted strict protocols in the bubble environment it developed at the Walt Disney World Resort outside of Orlando, Florida, to try to keep players and staff safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. That included creating an anonymous hotline to report people who break the rules, and it is already being utilized. With players separated from friends and family during their time in Florida, keeping them from leaving the campus, or finding a way to bring in guests, could be a challenge for the NBA. On one hand, it's hard to blame anyone who gets a case of cabin fever given the circumstances of the league's restart. On the other, breaking the league's protocols could expose a player and their teammates, coaches and staff to the coronavirus. The violation hotline isn't the most elegant form of self-policing, especially if players are averse to using it, but it's one way to try to protect as many people as possible. And in our final story of the day. President Donald Trump said today that he signed legislation to impose sanctions on China in response to its interference with Hong Kong's autonomy. Trump also said that he signed an executive order ending the preferential treatment that Hong Kong has long enjoyed. The law, dubbed the Hong Kong Autonomy Act, would slap mandatory sanctions on Chinese officials and companies that helped back Beijing's imposition of a security law that clamps down on dissent in Hong Kong. The sanctions bill passed both houses of Congress earlier this month. The Trump administration has been openly critical of Beijing's sweeping national security law aimed at limiting Hong Kong's autonomy and banning literature critical of the Chinese Communist Party. That is all for today's episode of 10, thank you for listening and have you a great day.